Synthon Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Coit, coming to you from the Sonic Shed. My co-presenter Clive Walpole is on the Zoom line across town in his ever-expanding analog bubble. Yes, hello uh, Peter from my uh, my secret synth cave. So we're starting tonight with a few tracks in tribute to Chris Huggett, who passed away last week. Starting with early UK electronic pioneers Robert Rentor and Thomas Lear who uh, they used the Wasp and also Stylophone and other homemade instruments. But they released an album in 1978 called The Bridge that was re-released a few years back for the 40th anniversary with an exhibition. This definitely captures the, um, the sound of the Wasp for me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, an iconic synth there, the Wasp. Yeah, my first synth got me into the whole, whole thing. Yeah, I think it, lo- it st- started lots of people off, didn't it, the Wasp, I think, because it, mm. it was a really affordable synth. And but it wasn't sort of cheap sounding, was it? It's, it's just it's, no. got a, it's got a unique sort of sound to it. Yeah, and this first sort of DCO synth as well, wasn't it? That's what made mm. it a bit cheaper. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Chris's work. He went on to design the the Oscar. Well, he did the uh, he did the base station, didn't he? And, um, well, uh, the synth I've got the X X station. He, he developed the the software that I mean, that's a, a virtual analog synth. And what I didn't realise until recently was that uh, he was he designed all the uh, operating system for the Akai S1000 sampler. That's right, yeah. yeah. Which uh, apparently the main thing he made money from, which was a staple for everyone in the 90s. Oh, no, yeah, that was it, yeah. Changed the whole yeah. music scene, didn't it, with that? Yeah. The cheap cheap sampling. Yeah, yeah, it was like the sampler version of the, of the um, DX7 sort of thing, wasn't it, of the samplers? Yeah, they're, they're really easy. It's so easy to use, just using that little dial and the... Uh, well, the... yeah, that's, that's the old adage, isn't it? Less is more sometimes, isn't it, when you've got something um, like that. That's mm. why I've always liked the um, Pro Soloist synth, because it, it's got a lovely sound, but it, it's obviously just switches. Mm. <laughs> it's not... But, yeah. But obviously then uh, Chris went on to work with Novation, and, I mean, I bought a, a bass station... Uh, I think I had serial number 20 or something, which uh, wow. unfortunately sold when I was a bit <laughs> desperate for money to pay me rent. Yeah. But we all got those sorts of regrets. We did, yeah. In the yeah, sense sold world. my first Korg 700. <laughs> he went on to design the Supernova, and obviously he's involved with all the, the peak, the recent ones and the, uh, the Summit. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very sad. It's, yeah. It is gradually losing all those sort of pioneers aren't we mm. which I suppose is going to happen obviously with time but uh, mm. so yes this is a track called Daybreak Night Hills from Robert Rental Thomas Lear
so familiar that sound to me. That's yeah, that's to, I love that to, to modulated uh, filter on there. It's mm. sort of, it's very nice. So, yeah. Robert Rental was a quite an important character in the early UK scene. He worked with uh, Daniel Miller, who's in the normal. Mm. Daniel Miller from the Mute Records. Thomas Lear also, but both really interesting characters. And, and the, this album, The Bridge, is it's great to listen to, just to sort of fill in the gaps in my in my history and knowledge of, uh, of what was happening in those, those days. Yeah, it's nice, and it, yeah, to sort of um, catch up with sort of think events in sort of you know synth history and things like that. Different bands to get, weave together that story, don't they? When you when you listen to different. I mean, Robert Rental apparently introduced Chris Carter to uh, the Wasp. So I thought I'd pay a, a track from Chris Carter and Cozy Fanny Tutti's first album from 1981. They used stuff that they built, and I'm sure they used the Wasp as well. Well, they had a Wasp. From Chris and Cozy's first album, 1981, Heartbeat, and the track called Voodoo. Textures again there, yeah, sort of, um, yeah, sort of modulate textures. I like that. Bit of vampire, something. Yeah. Our next tribute to Chris Huggett's work comes in the form of a, an Ultravox track. Yeah, this is Love's Great Adventure from Ultravox 2, 1984. It, it features um, the uh, OSC Oscar, which was a unusual synth. It never, they only produced about 2,000, was it? It wasn't sort of a mass, a mass sort of used synth. No, it sort of came, um, it came at the wrong time, didn't it, when there was all the digital wrong, synths? Yeah, it was badly timed, like some synths were, really. Yeah. But it was a classic. Oh, a classic synth, and now it's recognised more for what, what it was. Um, it uh, had um, digital oscillators as well, but it had a, a lovely um, analogue filter on it. And... Um, it's quite an odd-looking synth as well. It looks like it's built to be chucked in the back of vans because yeah. it's like got these big padded ends and things like that on it. 
Yeah. Well, you could sort of lean your you could lean your hands on it with the, by the knobs, couldn't you? And uh, yeah, without yeah, touching because it had all these sort of big rubber ridges on it, didn't it? That sort of everything was sort of set back. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was a very unusual synth. I had the software version of it, mm. which, which was nice. So Billy Curry, he famously used it on this track, didn't he? And he's, he did, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's one one. Sort of, well, I couldn't find a lot of albums that actually used it, but I know it's been used a lot, but it wasn't sort of probably noted always. He'd usually use the uh, Art Odyssey for his solos, but he, he used mm. uh, the Oscar on this. Yes. So here we are. Love's Great Adventure by Ultravox. I say it's not one of my favourite uh, ultra tracks, but it's great use of the synth and yeah, yeah some nice. Yeah. There's probably a little bit of S1000 in there with that vocal sample as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> steady. <laughs> I need to go back on my medication. <laughs> so the last track in the little tribute to Chris Huggett's work is um, a piece by Jarvis Cocker's band called Jarvis. I was surprised to see him on the front page of Electronic Music Mag a few months back. Yeah, he had this project 
which was originally put together for um, a festival in Iceland. I think they just wanted to write songs as they played and with the audience, but ended up ended up making an album from it. And he's got a wasp and uses in it in this. Mm. So yeah, this is a seven-inch single that come free with the electronic music mag a few months back. Uh, surprisingly synthetic Jarvis Cocker with some wasp in there somewhere. Pleasing little ditty, isn't it? Mmm, it's quite a range of uh, sound textures there for a little synth. You, you wouldn't think that was coming out of a choir. I, think that's all, I don't think that's all wasp. No, be. no, it sounded like a bit, a bit mogey on the bass, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but the um, sort of distortions and stuff like that probably work. Well, I'd just like to say thanks to Chris Huggett for setting me off on my adventure. Absolutely, yes. I'm a true innovator. Yeah, yeah. So next we have a, a piece from Spanish electronic composer André Lewin Richter, who studied with Edgar Varese and founded the Estudio de Musica Electronica in Mexico City and, and the Barcelona Electronic Music Studio. And I found it on this album that local artist, singer, legend Nigel Hobbings lent me. I uh, must give it back to him after I've listened to it, actually. But, um, yeah, it's interesting compilation, four electronic pieces on a monaural um, album from 1966. It's André Lewin Richter piece, study number one. Mm-hmm.
Amazing what you can um, make with sine waves, sawtooth waves, and yeah, just yeah. some tape recorders. Spring reverbs, I suppose they used on that. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and it was test equipment. It wasn't. It wasn't synthesizers then, was it? No, no. It was all um, recorded and manipulated by sort of speeding up, slowing down, reversing tape. Mm. It's yeah. It was really hands-on. Yeah. Literally. So next we have a track by Trevor Basto. Yeah, yeah, this is, um, I've got an album, Bob Stanley and Pete Wiggs collection, um, T- Tears of Technology album, it's called. And it's Trevor Basto, who, uh, this is from, I think, 1982, called Featherbed. He was also known as, um, he's a British composer, he's known as Kid, or K-I-D. And yeah, I thought this was, well, it's got a really good range of different... It's like a compilation album. Um, mm. And this, this was one I particularly liked, picked out from the album. Okay. Uh, he's no longer with us now. He died in 2007. But, um, and I've not heard of him before. I don't know whether you have, Peter, but... No. Uh, just somebody I came across on the, on the album. I was picking up albums that are a bit... Got unusual stuff on them. And, uh, yeah, I thought this was worth sharing. This is Trevor Basto with Bear the Bed.
not sure what you play on that. It's going to tend to be like an Oberheim or something, I think. Yeah. It's nice. Mm. Yeah, very sort of relaxing. Yeah, very <laughs> relaxing, sort of, yeah. So. <laughs> I was looking up, he's, he's on IMDb, he's having written a few tracks for films and... Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like sort of sort of thing, you, you know, uh, soundtrack sort of music in a, bit, in a way, mm. yeah. So moving on to a Tiny Magnetic Pets piece now. Yeah, Tiny Magnetic Pets, they're an Irish band, Paul, Paula Gilmer, uh, Sean Quinn and Eugene Summers, and they use all um, equipment from 1970s, sort of studio equipment, so uh, no computers. Uh, there's just two, two Moogs and a Mellotron, a Vox organ and some guitars. I think this was for a live thing as well. So they just play it as it is, you know. And, um, yeah, interesting sound. I, loved, I think the name got called me first. I love the name. Yeah, yeah but, brilliant. Uh, it's a great name, but uh, this is uh, from 2010. This well, there's is a, a there's a, there's a um, little connection with Ultravox because they were touring with um, Midyear. Ah, oh, right, I didn't know that. Early this year, before the lockdown. Lighten the mood a little bit. Yes. <laughs> this is Cosmodrome. sound as well, I love the work. Yeah. I noticed they use a bass station too. Ah, well there we are. We've got a bit of... Yeah, Chris Huggett in there as well. Chris Huggett in there, 
that's great. I'd like to listen to more of those. On their website, there are loads of photographs of them, all the classic and the 80s bands, Gary Newman, OMD, yeah. and others. So next we're going on to a piece by the fantastic Analog Mechanic. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, unusual for me. This has got a beat in it. Oh. <laughs> Daring. Most of my stuff's beatless, but this has got a beat in it. It's from quite a while ago. It's done again with uh, uh, my Moog Fatty uh, and the uh, Alchemy by my, my favourite soft synth. I, did, I didn't realise how much I'd done, but loads of stuff I've done with Alchemy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, little little experimental ditty. Called chime device. Did, oh, uh, chime device, yeah. Thank you. 
lovely dancing, dancing chimes there. Yes, yes. It's, um, yeah, there's a, there's a degree of um, randomness in those well. arts, sort of using a bit of generative sequencer with it. Mm. <laughs> Good to hear rhythm as well. Yes, yes. Sort of, uh, I think some of my stuff I did uh, in the past was more, more rhythmical. I think I've got less, less rhythmical as I've got older. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a piece that I've made in uh, 2018 for a show by John Paul Zaccarini called Head. He's a circus performer, and obviously as he got older, it's probably more difficult. And he's actually a professor now. I've, I've talked about him before, but um, this is this was just part of his studies, and it's sort of autobiographical journey into his creaking bones and unable to get up the uh, rope anymore. It's partly poetic, partly part lecture, part singing, and um, yeah, I provided the soundtrack to it. This is a piece called I Fell For You. I fell for you. Your worldwide eyes. And love me to death. Oxytocin smile. Mouth like rainbows after rain. You were love songs buzzing in my lungs, lyrical spiders spin, spin, spinning, wanting to be sung. You were fairy dust filling my veins, a pollen storm, thick firefly warm. You were sticky resin, quiver tip prints, tickling my paws with a promise to be your prince. And we were curled, curled like long lost lovers in a world where for five minutes there were no others. And you had my blood on your strands, I had your fibers in my hands, and I was your movement mathematician, and you, my love magician, have always been my mission. But this circus romance is something that should not be spoken. There's a chance you'll ruin it. So leave the promise unbroken. You'll blow it away. You'll knock it dead. Let's leave it unsaid. Some words cannot be unheard. But against my better judgment and all the things that I know when we're spunk wet and fuck spend, the inkling grows and glows that I am too weak say what my skin is thinking circus shows it does not speak but then you stare at me without blinking and the words seed sown would spit sit like pomegranates on my tongue wanting to be split and i know i must swallow don't say it don't say it just swallow for the sake of the magic swallow i'm so tummy ache in love with you time to shut up I'm sounding tragic. Because I remember being curled like long lost lovers. No circus, no dope, no tricks, no crack. In a world where for five minutes for no cost there were no others. And that time is lost. We'll never get that back. It was mythic. There's no repeating it. 
In the morning, things might be just fine. If you're not going to stay the night, then let's give it some more time. The older you get, the more time things take. So sleep on it. Maybe admit that this might have been a wonderful mistake. I'll never forget you. Don't worry, this is not regret. I'm not sorry for the things you paid me to do, like falling in love for a modest fee. But there are better things that this could be, that we could be. Interesting sort of monologue. Mm. Yeah, that's obviously part of the whole show. But, mm. uh, but going through his his experiences in his life. We have another Whitstable uh, artist next. Uh, Justin Mitchell has released a new album called The Garden of Earthly Delights. And the first track on, on the album is called Rapture for Rupert. track dedicated to Rupert Hayes, who was an artist, quite an eccentric artist in Whitstable. He lived a shed behind the high street. He used to collect wood and metal and bits of old scrap and turn them into art, works of art. An amazing character. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about him. It's, it's interesting. Then this track is called Rapture for Rupert by Justin Mitchell. He's a, not only a great keyboardist, but a fantastic trumpet player as well. Yeah, it's a, a like multi-tracked trumpet on there, I assume. It's very yeah. interesting textures come out when you start doing that. Mm. Yeah, that's great. It's a, it's a fantastic album. Go and buy it. So next we have a track from Venetian Snares. Yeah, this is, um, this is another track I've played 
played one of those before, or his, Aaron Funk. Yeah. He's Venetian Snares, Canadian guy. And this is from Traditional Synthesizer Music, his album. And this is called Health Card 10. And, uh, yeah, very, uh, uses a lot of complex drum and samples overlaid and unusual time signatures. Okay, Health Card 10 from the album Traditional Synthesizer Music. Black Dog. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, um, we should play some of their stuff. Which, mm. I haven't listened to that for a long time. Yeah, it's nice sort of going back to stuff that, uh, which I've sort of been encouraged to do doing this show actually. Mm. To look back at stuff I haven't listened to for years. Yeah. <laughs> we have the classic synth, the ARP 2600 next. Yeah. With the, one of the best keyboard players ever, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, living a very familiar one this will be for people from 73 living for the city it's, it's the 50, 50th anniversary I think of the 2600 that's yeah. why there's some stuff in the press about you know music press and stuff about it synth stuff mm-hmm. and this was programmed 
uh, on this track, uh, Malcolm Cecil and Robert uh, Margolith from um, uh, Tonto's Expanding Headband. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the Tonto consisted of loads of synths, but there were two 2600s in the system. So. Yeah. Currently in the Canadian Museum, is it? That's right, yeah, it is, yeah. It's in a, mm. it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah we talked about still it actually, I think people still book time on it and use it. Mm. So it's still a working synth, not just a museum piece. Yeah, so here we are, living in for the city, Stevie Wonder. Yeah.
punk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> carrying on the uh, the banger section now. Yeah, yeah, we're into the yeah the banger banger part now. We're ramping it up a bit with a yeah a couple of synth eight six beats with starting off with the pumping gold frack track train from the train from Black Cherry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is um, done live on a cool Gamers Twenty, I think. Oh, uh, mate, Will's favourite synth. Uh, mate, isn't it? Will's favourite synth. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't called recently, has he? Uh, oh, yeah. Must be busy. We're getting on the train. Gold crap. Pop people. <laughs> pop pickers. Oh, yeah, pop pickers. <laughs> pop pickers. No good at this, DJ Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Double fill on the end. Yeah. I mean, there's improvised bits of synth all over that, isn't there? 
got, it's got the pulsating yeah. of the main riff, but it's just every second there's a new new thing happening. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Deceptively you know, simple. But That's sort of texture, isn't it? Yeah. So we keep it on this on the six eight beat vibe. The last track tonight. Yeah, uh, this is News Uprising from the Resistance 2009, a Devon based band. Uh, Matt Bellamy, Chris Burmans from home, Dominic Fort Howard. And uh, I think it's all sort of soft, soft symptoms, and it's uh, controlled by guitar. Um, I don't know exactly what it is. It's an Elk, uh, ELK or Elk music operating system that links it all in. Yeah. But it, they've got such a unique sound, amazing sound. Mm. This is uprising. And this really makes you awesome. jump up at your seat, I think, this one. Mm. Makes you want to revolt. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm revolting. I'll get my pitchfork ready. <laughs> Come on. The uprising.
go out on the streets. Got yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write in the cave. <laughs> and film it. Yeah, film it and then just put it out on YouTube or like that. Go and lay down after that. Yeah, yeah. Exhausted. I'll have an early afternoon nap. <laughs> we'll be resisting in our, in our own ways. We will. Well, thanks again for listening. And quite a few tributes to people tonight. Yeah. Including Chris Huggett. Yeah. Robert Rental. Yeah. Rupert Hayes. Rupert Hayes. Thanks to all them for contributing to our yeah. enjoyment and yeah. our live richer. And join us for more conversation on the Facebook page. That seems to be where it's all happening. Yeah, yeah, we get some really nice chats going on there. It's really nice to get the lovely comments back. And, uh, it's great to hear from you all. Mm. We'll see you again next week. For more of the different. Yeah, more of, the, more of our, our discoveries and our electronic music exploration. Until then, bye bye.